Your kids are little geniuses. So how about turning their creativity into their own money-making business? Discover five tips on how to encourage your child to start a business in a healthy, productive way and why doing so is one of the best things you can do for their development. Now, as a parent, you want your children to have the skills they need to succeed in life. Starting a business teaches them key skills like problem-solving, creativity, decision-making, and money smarts. But when is the right time and what is the right way. This question leads us to the first of our five tips. Focus on curiosity and creativity. Kids are born curious, yet how you respond to their curiosity can encourage or crush their desire to learn and explore. Consider for a moment how toddlers explore textures like grass or sand with their feet and hands, or when they're trying to understand why the person copying their every move in a mirror won't talk back. We laugh and we smile and we take pictures, but then the child gets older and one day dumps a container of flour all over the floor, or maybe they come inside covered in mud. What is your typical immediate response? I'm willing to bet it's not the same laugh, smiles, and pictures as when they were younger. I'd also be willing to guess it involves... <laughs> and maybe even some anger and frustration. But that doesn't mean you need to be a yes parent or let your kids wander into danger. Then what are the ways you can respond that will promote curiosity and creativity? First, decide on a new immediate response and practice it until it becomes automatic. Instead of no, you could say wow or oh, Goodness, the main purpose of your new automatic response is to give yourself a few beats to process and implement the other steps. And here's a pro tip. I have reacted poorly many times. As soon as I realize it, I'll say something like, wait, pause, time out. I didn't handle that very well. Daddy needs to rewind. Then to ease tension and refresh the energy in the room, I make weird rewinding noises like I'm turning back time. And then I'll do my alternate response. <laughs> Oh, wow. After using your new auto response, you can go in a few different directions depending on the situation. Did they make a mess? Well, you were definitely trying to do something. Is there a way I can help? Or maybe someone got hurt while breaking a house rule. Are you okay? Always ask this first. Your child is more important than any rule or broken device and they need to know that through your reaction. Or maybe they're getting into someone else's things. So... Are you looking for something? Notice that every response is a question. You are expressing your curiosity as you seek to understand theirs. Also note that each question could be asked positively or negatively. The key is to be genuine and kind in your tone as you focus on the curiosity over the chaos. The final thing to do related to our curiosity tip is to engage with them. So long as it is safe, get curious with them. Get down on their level, ask questions, let go of the lecture, and let it be about them. You can help your child do what they were trying to do, or find what they were looking for, or ask for the right person's permission to look. You can clean up messes together, even if later you have to go back a second time, because your ultimate goal is to let them know it's good to be curious and it's okay to make mistakes. Now look, even if they never start a business, this lesson will help them throughout their lives. If this is helpful and you want more free content on building a strong marriage and strong children, click subscribe now. The second tip for helping your child start their own business is to identify interests 
and passions. Every child has unique talents, interests, and personalities. Your role is to help them figure out what those are without predetermining what you think they should be. My oldest daughter was working on a school assignment. She was to learn facts about a country other than the USA and give a short report in front of her class. I spent a couple years in New Zealand and I'm very partial to the people there. So like the imperfect parent I am, I didn't start with a question but a statement, you should do New Zealand. Then I listed off all kinds of fun things I knew about the country. My poor daughter never stood a chance. Don't should on your kids. You should do this. You should like that. Instead, ask questions. It would have been better had I asked my daughter, is there any country you're thinking about? Would you like to look up countries together? Or do you mind if I suggest a couple? The same principle applies as you help them explore interests they may want to turn into a business. Once they share an interest, you can discuss ideas on how that interest could be explored as a money-making business. But hey, if your child isn't interested in something or making money, force them. No, kidding. It's all good. Let them run their own race with you as their guide. And as their guide, you can offer suggestions and discover what's possible relating to their passions. Then let them decide if or when they want to pursue anything. Do they love dogs? They could start a dog walking business. Do they like making things? They could make bracelets, necklaces, clay figurines, origami designs, or any number of items to sell as their business. Do they like candy? They could buy candy in bulk, then sell it to kids at the park, though that triggers some kind of stranger danger response from my youth. The point is there are always business opportunities for something someone is passionate about. And the sooner they discover that truth, the better they will develop and enjoy their interests. The third tip is to help them develop critical skills. Learning is always better when we understand how and when we can apply what we are learning. It's the difference between learning for a purpose and learning to pass an exam. Purpose-driven learning encourages better focus and improved retention. This means skills like communication, time management, and problem solving are backed by a better motivation than because mom or dad said so, or because they need to get a good grade. The driving purpose is tied to an interest or passion of your child, which automatically makes them more open to discussion and discovery of those critical skills. Tip four is to encourage mentorship and learning opportunities. The willingness to ask for help or for guidance is something kids have until it is broken out of them by misguided adults in the name of creating independence. Asking for help is not a weakness. Looking for guidance does not make you dependent. In fact, the opposite is true. I have an amazing niece who works at a local restaurant and she really enjoys it there. So she wanted more shifts and a car path where she could learn and advance in the company. So she sought guidance. First, she went to her manager, but it wasn't the right fit for mentorship. So she decided to introduce herself to the owner. The owner was intrigued by her initiative and agreed to meet with her. What better mentor could she ask for based on what she is wanting to learn? Now, if you have younger kids, you can arrange opportunities for them to meet farmers or artists, athletes or zookeepers, jewelers, or any number of skilled individuals that might be connected to their business interests. Prepare questions with your child in advance and help them discover the benefit of seeking mentors who can help them in their business. And here's a pro tip. The idea of finding mentors will help with more than business. You are teaching your children the skills of how to find answers, seek expert advice, and that it's okay to ask questions. And this will encourage them to come to you as well, which is a huge win when you're working to build a strong family. Tip number five is perhaps one of the best things you can do. And it's this, celebrate success and 
failures. I was recently on a call with a client and my colleague. The client had recently had a highly successful online product launch. So we celebrated and cheered for his success. But then he expressed concern that during his product launch, he had lost 1,000 subscribers from his email list, to which my colleague and I cheered and told him congratulations. He was confused and cautiously said, um, thank you. Here's why we cheered for his obvious success and what felt to him like a failure. And it's the same principle you want to teach your child. Some say there's no learning in success, only in failure. But I disagree. You can learn in failure and in success, which is why both should be celebrated. Whether it's an obvious success or what feels like failure, go back to our first tip where you encourage curiosity. Help your kids to ask questions about why something did or didn't work. What could they have done differently? What will they change the next time? You can teach your kids to look for patterns. You can teach them how to collect, review, and apply data. And when you do this, it also teaches your child how to work through and overcome problems, which means you're teaching them how to be resilient. And they're learning resilience with real life situations involving money and customers and delivery dates. This helps them to develop a level of grit they must have to win at life and choose their own path rather than follow a path dictated by the current trends of the mob. But maybe you're worried your child will compare their success or failure to what someone else is doing. And the truth is, they will compare themselves to others unless you teach them a better way. So check out this video and learn how you can teach your kids to make the kind of comparison that leads to real growth and ongoing self-confidence. Till next time, keep moving forward.